Hi, Tom Panos, John McGrath. Hi, John. Welcome back. Thank you, Tom. Good to be back with Million Dollar Agent, and Troy keeps telling us the numbers keep growing. I'm glad that uh, people are listening, and we hope that you... I got a real compliment, Tom, the other day, which which I want to give to you, but I guess, yeah, it's nice to, to hear it. But people said, you know, when I listen to you and Tom in the car, it feels like you guys are in the back seat having a chat, and I really enjoy that format. And, and I, I, I love that, because when we sat down, we said, let's just have chats. Let's not make, this is not about a seminar or a presentation, and yes, we want to, you know, obviously distribute some great information, but... I'm glad when I heard that, I thought, well, I think we've kind of, if that's what other people feel, that was a sample of one, so you've got to be careful. But, you know, I think that's a good direction. So hopefully for the listeners there, they find that this is a conversation. It's very authentic. Uh, I mean, I'm not bragging about the fact that we don't prepare for this exhaustedly, but I I guess it's because we just speak from the heart. And we turn up, as you did today, very kindly have come to our office to do this, this podcast recording again. And we talk about the things we're going to mention on today's podcast and then we just start chatting from the heart. So. Yeah, that's, it, 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 that's good to hear, John. And I get the, uh, a lot of people saying, it feels like I'm in the gym with you guys. It feels like I'm having breakfast with you guys. It feels like I'm driving to work with you guys because we're hoping that when we're talking to you, we're talking to you, not telling you to do this, not instructing but we ourselves are learning as we're going along. We have conversations and yeah. we talk to each other and we find out what's going on. And you're very fortunate. I know as you go around the country with your, your gyms and your podcasts and your, your audios and, so, and videos and so forth, you get a lot of questions and comments from the market, probably even more than I get. Um, so it's great that when you bring them here, we can kind of deal with them in real time during that week. So yeah. hopefully we do that. So again, what's, where do they send questions to? Cause I oh, so they send questions to, they've got a choice, tom at tompanos.com.au. If you have a look at Million Dollar Agent there, you can also post them on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, tom on your Panos. account, on Tom Panos, yeah, right. So, and uh, we get back to most of them. Susan gets back to most of them. Um, and we're going to cover lots of Q&A mailbox questions over the year. We've already done a done few. Some, yeah. But John, one that keeps coming up, and I want to touch on it, is people keep saying, can you send me a template of an ideal week? Yeah, I get asked that question regularly, and I do send them. Matt LaHood's been kind enough to give me some ideal weeks. I get mm. some from other guys across Australia. Firstly, do you believe in ideal weeks, John? 100%. In fact, I'll go so far as to say, if you do not have an ideal week, you are somewhat ineffective and probably operating 30, 50, 70% below your potential productivity. That's how much I believe in them. But as we go through this podcast, I want to explain them because I think some people have got the wrong message about what it has to be. I've seen people saying, you know, at 9 o'clock I do this, at 9.15, at 9.30, and they actually have their ideal week down to such a, a tight time frame. It's really suffocating them. So we'll talk about that. But, yeah, the answer, short answer to your question is, I think they're essential if you want to go to the next level in terms of your dollar productivity and growing your business. Okay. Well, the first thing I'll say is you've got one yourself. Yeah. Okay. Which changes on a regular basis. I would say over the years I've changed it two or three times a year as I find that perhaps my roles change, um, uh, the time it's taken me to do things change, my priorities change. So I don't change it every week because that's called a diary, you know, your appointments. But I I just do change the rhythm and the importance that I put on certain tasks. Okay. Next thing I was going to ask you, is it possible, is it a good expectation to feel that you can actually achieve your ideal week every week? Should you feel guilty when 
you're 80% of the way there. Yeah, look, there's no need to feel guilty on any of it. It's all about trial and error. But I think when we explain, and I think we should explain to those, because not everyone understands what an ideal week is, um, I think that once you design it properly, subject to tweaking going forward, you can deliver 90% of an ideal week. For those that that don't know what an ideal week is, basically it's when you think of a diary and it's got lots and lots of appointments in, if you went out in the future and said, well, if I could plan my week ahead without any of my current interruptions, distractions, appointments and so forth, where I had the most important tasks handled at a predetermined time that I controlled. So if you said, okay, uh, prospecting, I'm going to do an hour of prospecting every Monday, Wednesday, Friday listings. I'm going to do them Tuesday and Thursday afternoons. Uh, Buyer inquiries and buyer showings. I'm going to do those Wednesday mornings and Friday mornings or whatever is your version. That's what an ideal week is. And people say, yeah, but you can't do that because you can't control when people ring you. Well, that's true, but you can quarantine things in. And I talk about the example of open for inspection. Tom, if you've got open inspections between 10 a.m. Wednesday and 4 p.m. and someone rings up and says, I'd like you to come and look at my home, you've got to say, I wish I could, but I can't. Because yeah. you've got, already got a commitment. Correct. The problem with prospecting is people put prospecting in and then someone says, can you come and see my home? And they just scratch the prospecting and go and do that. Uh-huh. I'd rather say, as though I had an open for inspection now, I can't between 9 and 10, I'm committed, but I could be there at 10.30. So I think you need some discipline. My views on the idea week is don't make it too tight. We just talked about the 15-minute increments, which I think are suffocating, and I couldn't work with that. Because I know most of our listeners are agents. I'll kind of walk through my ideal week. So Mondays for me were callback days because I knew that I was generally meeting 100 or more people on a Saturday. My number one commitment was to get back to all of them or all of them that I could by the end of the day Monday. So no appointments that day? No appointment Mondays. In fact, as a team, if anyone, you know, when I was running the sales team, if anyone was not in on a Monday making calls, I was highly concerned because that said to me they weren't getting back to. So we we had a kind of a group energy around that. Having said that, towards the end of the day, generally around four o'clock, I started doing my meetings and vendor reports. So off the back of calling everyone, I would then do a report to the vendor and ideally meet them face to face to go through the week's activities. Of course, I spoke to them Saturday after the open, gave them a quick rundown. But I'm, this is more than a quick rundown. This is a detailed analysis of what happened when I rang everyone back. Tuesdays and Thursdays for me were actually listing days. I did little, if any, appointments before 10.30. So I used to start my day early because I'm an early riser, as you know, like yourself. And I used to get in around 7. But I never used to take an appointment or leave the office until 10.30. So I knew that every single morning, Monday to Friday, except Monday when I had my sales meeting, I had about three hours to get on top of everything review what I did yesterday, get ready for this afternoon, follow up, speak to my vendors, speak to my pipeline listings. So that was that kind of three hours. That was a really important part of my ideal week. Um, Wednesdays and Fridays were uh, buyer activity days, so open for inspections, private appointments, um, working with buyers. And then of course Saturdays were auctions and opens. So you know, mine was, I used to sort of divide it into days And if someone said to me, well, you know, the only day I can see you, John, to look at my home and I'm going to sell it and I'm thinking of using you, the only day I can do it is Wednesday this week. I would clearly break my buyer um, day and I would do that listing. But it would have to be that sort of comment that someone, if someone says, look, you know, Wednesday's probably a bit better than Thursday, well, I'd say, you know, really, Wednesday I've got buyer appointments all day. 
but Thursday. Because I know when I'm looking after their property, they want someone that's organised, that's, that's got a schedule, that's showing buyers properties on Wednesdays and Fridays. So I never used to make a big thing about it. In fact, most of my clients had no idea that I had an ideal week. It was just a way of managing my life. Okay, John, talking to you there, I've got to say that our listeners, this uh, to me is one of the most profound bits of our podcast that we've done so far because you said something that I think I see happening in real estate all the time and that is people put get-out clauses and make things optional that aren't mandatory like an open house. Right. Their whole real estate life, whether it's prospecting or calling back open houses, 100%. they're prepared to have a get-out clause if something else pops up. And what you're saying, John, is put in those critical behaviours in your diary unless it's that 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 special one in 50 times where you've got to actually move things around yep you what gets scheduled gets done and what you're saying is by planning you're bringing the the future into the present that you can do something about it there and then yes and i think that if there's one thing i want our listeners to take away from that is don't get too worried about having a time log as if you're working for henry ford at a factory and you're monitoring every minute. But more or less, you've basically said, John, that on a Monday is report back day, getting feedback, creating... Buy callbacks. Buy yep. callbacks. So th that's predictable. That's going to happen 50 weeks of the year on the same day. That's right. That actually goes in there. And then you develop a bit of a pattern that works for you. And you've gone off and you said for you, it was Tuesdays and Thursdays was listing and mm -hmm. Wednesdays, it was working with buyers and Saturdays you haven't opened. And all of a sudden, you start having a week that begins to look like a timetable at school. People know Correct. what they've got to do. Correct. Or a rugby league team knows that they've got a video session there, recovery session there, cardio session there. There's pe People like to know what they're going to be doing with their days. Yeah. And, and, you know, some people say to me, oh, John, I'm a free spirit and whatever. I don't buy into that in terms of, I do buy into the fact some people's free spirits, but... I've got a, a saying that I like to use for myself and other people, which is routine sets me free. So when I do the really critical components of my job at a predetermined time in a disciplined fashion, that gives me time for after that and outside of those times, spontaneity, free time, creativity, think time, um, me time, whatever it is. But what I don't want to do is get to the afternoon and you're at the gym and it's five o'clock say and you think, oh my God, there was two vendors I had to get back to and I haven't rung them. That kind of ruins your day and your night. So the old routine sets you free, gives you that chance to, to clear the decks, get the important stuff. And I remember Bill Gates told the story that by 9.15 a.m. every morning, all his important meetings, tasks, telephones and project sessions were finished. Anything he did after 9.15 a.m. was a bonus. And I think, you know, we can learn a lot. I mean, you know, he's done a bit of it in oh. his life, Bill Gates. John. I had an interesting phone call about three weeks ago of a new young agent that's been in real estate for th three or four months. He was following me on social media, came to one of our real estate training events and uh, uh, got on to me and he said, Tom, um, can we spend 15, 20 minutes? Had a quick chat, really nice guy, John. And then he said something very, very profound. He said, when I was working with the bank, it was a lot easier because I didn't have free time. They said it for me. Yeah. But now I struggle with handling my free time. That was a, a, a light bulb for me, John. And the ability of an agent 
to manage themselves and their time seems to be a critical behaviour in success in real estate. Oh, exa exactly right. I mean, real estate is, is a career, if you're in the world of sales, where you must manage your own time and business. And you're right, it's easy to goof off. And it's easy to get rejected and miss a listing and then go and sit in a cafe or a pub or, you know, do something to totally distract yourself or try and drown your sorrows. And I, I think you've got to be very careful. So that young guy or girl is, is uh, very smart for recognising that. And that's one of the benefits is flexibility. I think, you know, if you're a parent and you need to pick up kids or whatever, that, you know, the benefit of being in real estate and having a flexible time schedule is great. But it's also, it's got a dark side, which is, you know, sometimes people take advantage of that and they end up swallowing themselves up with non-dollar productive activities. Yeah. John, is there any tips or advice you could give to the listeners? How do they make an ideal week stick? Because I have seen a lot of people go to a seminar and they hear an ideal week. I need to do it. Some of them even go to the extent of actually drawing her up on an A4 piece of paper, they'll yep. say this, this and that. And then what happens is by around day two or day three, they seem to not be doing the callbacks on the Monday because something came up or not doing the prospecting on the Friday. Is there any tips that you can give? Well, look, I think start with the fact of, of make it, give it some flexibility so don't make it too tight. Secondly is understand that you can at any point in time revise it to make it work for you. Thirdly is it's like my things, Tom, it needs discipline. It's like going to the gym. You can say, oh, I bought this new gym membership. Well, guess what? That doesn't make you fit. That just gives you the opportunity to become fit. Like an idea week doesn't make you organise. It's just a structure that will allow you to be, but you still need the discipline to say no and to get to work by eight o'clock in the morning or whatever time your idea week schedules you to and to pocket, pocket things into the right, into the right time slots. So I think you do need a bit of the old-fashioned discipline. You've really, you know, if you, if you get that, the idea week concept is a golden one. And I can't, can say that 90% of our top earners, you know, who are amongst the best in Australia, um, are all operating under some form of idea week, even though they'll all be different, but they all have a plan. In fact, some of them, I was, I was with Johnny Pranchi the other day over at a session, you know, an important, seriously important part of John's idea week is Friday afternoon golf. Yeah. Because that's his free time. He looks forward to it. It gives him a mental break before Saturday. And that is there and it's locked in. So, yeah, and that's not a, a joke in terms of that's an important part of what you, what you kind of do. You need to put in the gym. You need to put in date nights. You need to put in time with your kids. Th these are a part of an idea week as well. Okay. Um, John, what I'm going to do is because I think a lot of our agents are going to get inspired hearing this, I'm going to get two or three ideal weeks. Uh, Matt LaHood will be kind enough, I'm sure, to give yeah. me one of his top performers, and I'm going to put them on under free success tools, tompanos.com.au. I'll put up three or four ideal weeks for people to get going. I love what you said, John. You could be a free spirit. You could be someone that wants to go with the flow, but routine will set, set you free. free. Exactly right. And give us feedback. So as people start using them, send to your blog and website, send some comments in on or if they're having challenges, because we can deal with them in this format. So love to hear from everyone, see how they go. Okay. That's the end. We'll see you next time. John McGrath and Tom Panos, Million Dollar Agent. Have a great week.